Easter and you're listening to the Shift to Freedom podcast, the podcast that gives you the mindsets, strategies, tips, and tricks to live your freedom and love your life. If you're here, I suspect that you have a total badass inside you, but chances are that you haven't let it play full out yet. Maybe you've been told not to, that it's too much, maybe you've been worried about what other people will think, or maybe you just haven't made the space to shine. If any of that sounds familiar, you've come to the right place. Each week, my co-hosts and I will be exposing the lies that keep that badass chained and, more importantly, sharing the tools to help you break free and share that most authentic you with the world. So, if you want more freedom, possibility, or courage, then I'd invite you to take a deep breath, get curious, and listen carefully for your shift to freedom. I'm your host, Ben Easter, and I'm here today talking to Lindsay Alt. I'm so excited to talk to you. I'm really excited to talk through the kind of the journey of freedom that uh, you are on and where you've been and where you're going and, and all that stuff. So welcome and thanks for coming on. Thank you so much for having me, Ben. You know, I'm your biggest fan. So of course, I'm, I'm happy to be here and excited to chat with you today. Yeah, that's awesome. So you want to start by telling us a little bit about your business. What do you do? Uh, what are you up to in the world? Sure. Uh, so I am the founder of Alt Creative Agency. We are a fashion consulting business focused on helping to prepare uh, Latin American fashion brands for international success. So we do a little bit of the design part, the product development part, um, preparing them really to stand in front of buyers in the U.S. and in, in Europe uh, with a, a prepared collection and a, a really strong storytelling behind their brand. Yeah, and total badass at that. I really love uh, hearing your, your case studies with clients. It's really cool. So Thanks. Um, what I'd love to hear is kind of maybe tell me a little bit about like what, what happened initially. Where were you at when you first reached out uh, around coaching? What were you thinking? Where were you at in your business? What was like what was going on? And kind of help people get an idea of your the arc, the story arc. Totally. Can we swear on this? <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, we can swear. <laughs> Because I have a feeling that a few of those words are going to come out. Um, so, yeah, I, I think we started our first initial conversations in October of last year. Um, it was in a very unique place because um, uh, fashion consulting business is uh, something that a lot of people need during um, critical parts of their growth strategy. But in a time like the pandemic, it tends to be the first thing that people cut when they're looking to um, kind of bunker down and, and get ready for the impact that obviously the pandemic had on their businesses. And so we were kind of the first people on the front line to to say, hey, let's pause, you know, let's pause and see what happens where where this whole, you know, COVID thing is going to take us. And so from January of 2020 till when we started talking in October 2021, I had essentially lost 90% of the business over the course of the pandemic. And during that um kind of rest period during the pandemic, uh, I had this idea of launching another business that was around food and, and health because of everything that was going on in the world. So when you came into my world and into my universe, I was had my, my consulting business kind of hanging by a thread. I had uh, this other food business um, that I had started kind of out of probably a bit of scarcity mindset of like, let me figure out what else I can do in the world to keep going forward with, with this, you know, urge to, to always be doing business. Um, and I really wasn't sure where I was even going to step next. I was kind of in this par paralysis moment of, 
Do I keep going with the new business? Do I try to save the old business? Do I start something completely new? Do I just take a sabbatical and stop working for a while? And so there were all these paths and I kind of found myself in this place. I know you guys have talked about it before on the podcast, but total analysis paralysis, just not really sure what was the next step because I was so convinced that there was a right next step. So that's kind of to paint the picture of where I was at, um, pretty, pretty much in a place of inaction. And actually that, that thing that you're describing right now, um, a couple things there that show up so much is that one is the analysis paralysis, like, oh, there's some right path and I just, I have to figure out what that right path is. And the other thing that you mentioned was like starting something new out of scarcity. And I know for me, I totally went through that experience earlier in my business career. It was like, oh, well, this thing's just not working. So let's start something else that is to like to get money or whatever. And it's like those businesses never really, even when they worked, they didn't work for me, you know? And so it's just like, it's such an interesting thing, but I'm sure our listeners will be pretty familiar with that pattern. So thanks for sharing that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And then, so, so now walk, walk us through the journey. So how have things shifted? What's alive in you? Maybe let's start here. What do you think the challenges, like the, the struggles that you, that were under the surface that maybe you weren't so aware of at the time, or, um, you know, what was, what was keeping you from freedom at that time? Um, what was getting in the way? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. I think that, um, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty, So it's interesting to look back on that moment and be able to identify what was going on because in the moment it was so hard to really detect what was happening under the surface. And looking back now, I think that the number one thing that happened to me, and and I'm sure that this has happened with other uh, clients that you have, especially female clients, is that I grew up with this idea that if I'm not a boss and if I'm not a CEO, then I don't amount to anything. And so I had Mm. this crazy limiting belief that I was nothing if I wasn't a career woman. And so the fact that I was kind of um, juggling two failing businesses at that moment, um, that basically equated to failure in me as a person. And Mm -hmm. so I think that that was really the biggest underlying uh, limiting belief that I was holding on to. And, And not just holding on to, holding on for dear life. I think I was like really stuck in this idea that, I'm nobody if I'm not a business owner. I'm nobody if I'm not a CEO. And so it was so hard for me because when I was trying to make the decision of what to do next, all I could think about is what's going to get me back to feeling on top as the, as that you know female girl boss CEO idea that I had that that was basically my identity at the time. So that was that was one of the biggest ones. And then I would say the other one was also um, just kind of like the pressure of thinking that I wasn't entitled in any way to take a break that Mm. even though there was this global pandemic happening that I had to keep you know pushing forward and pushing through the 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 situation that was around me and just not really being able to give myself permission to say I'm not sure and that's okay let me take a moment and just breathe through it or just you know be in this this moment of yeah exactly my breath of surrender is one of my biggest tools I've learned from you but yeah just that moment of like let me just take a moment and figure out what it is that I actually really want so those two things like the girl boss mentality of like I can't move from this place otherwise I'm my my self-worth is is put into question and then who am I to rest because I should be being productive yeah, there's this uh, this concept called transition vulnerability that I really like to think about in, in times like that, where, you know, I don't know if you've ever seen a cat like walk into a room and, and then they'll just like stop 
and they'll like look around and like just kind of take everything in. And I think that that's like such a really powerful metaphor, visual metaphor for what it is to be at one of those turning points where we're like, we don't know where to go or whatever, but to just like take a second to take stock and think about, look around, what's happening right now in my reality? What's going on? Like what's going on inside? What's going on outside? And then move forward into the world from, from that place, from that pause. Totally. And I think without that pause, um, it perpetuated that idea that I needed I needed to make a decision and quickly. And, and that place of need was another place of, uh, that I was stuck that I definitely would accredit my work with you to, to have moved from that place of replacing need with want and desire and, and not being stuck on this idea that if I don't do something, there's some sort of negative outcome or some sort of uh, negative result that's going to happen. And, and I think without that pause, I was also incapable of actually seeing in a, in a more objective way, what was actually going around, going on around my business. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And just for listeners who might not be familiar with that, the, the need versus want distinction for every need that we think we have, when we use that word need, what we're really talking about is some want that we're attached to. So like, you don't need to do anything. People will say, Oh, well, I need to keep breathing. Well, it's no, you don't need to keep breathing if, unless you want to keep living. And if you want to keep living, then yeah, you need to keep breathing. So needs are there only in service of a want. And that's what Lindsay's talking about here. Um, really important distinction for us to make because need is such a burden, such an obligation that we wind up carrying around with ourselves. And then, uh, and then it's like, not only is there the thing to do, but there's also this like obligation or this like, ugh, kind of heavy feeling to do it as well. And that's one of the things too. I think you're, you're really awesome at the language stuff. You, you like, you learned it and you're like, yeah. And then you just had like almost like a zero tolerance policy for your language from then on out. Like you're like, yep. And you'll like catch your language every time it shows up and it's unresourceful thinking. You're like, oh, there it is. There it is again. I think that's something that you're, uh, you're really powerhouse at. Thank you. Thank you. I think it's, it's a little bit of, um, you know, if I'm going to do something, I, I always try to do it, you know, deliver myself fully into that thing. And I think one of the things that I learned early on with you was, that the only thing that really had to change was how I saw what was in front of me and the mindset mm. that I had around it. And so it was an easy tool for me to grab onto this kind of language game and, and make it fun too. Like I, I really enjoy doing it because it's also, it creates a sense of awareness that I didn't have before around the language that I'm using. And just that awareness in itself has changed a little bit about how I thought. And then obviously using the new language has just radically changed the way that I communicate, the way that I communicate with myself, which I think is something that we often overlook. We, we're so concerned about how we communicate outward into the world. But one of the things that was an amazing learning that I had through this coaching with you was how I talk to myself turns out, it turns into how I act and how I yeah. interact with the world. So I think that starting with the language is, is such a, a critical part of the journey. Yeah, it's so powerful because I, I like to think of it like an iceberg. You know, the words that we use are just the tip of the iceberg, but they're representing these belief structures that we have underneath. And so if if we play the game where we catch the language all the time, we start to shape the language that we're using. What happens is we then also start to shape the belief system that we have underneath the water. And that's like, it's so it, it's so much easier than trying to like, reconfigure all of the beliefs underneath like it's important to have a, a frame of reference i think for the for why the language you know represents those beliefs but we don't have to go to all this hard work to change all these beliefs in order to make change if we can just make changes in our language it's really cool it's really powerful stuff 
<laughs> yeah, totally. I actually heard this quote yesterday and I thought of you immediately when I heard it and it said, and I'm sure you've heard it a million times as well, but um, our thoughts turn into our words, our words into our actions, our actions into our habits and our habits into our character. And I think yeah. if, if we try to change all those things at once, uh, we'll become oversaturated with, with this idea of change and it will turn into that kind of sense of obligation. But if we just start with our thoughts and just start with our language, then the rest kind of follows very totally. organically after yeah. that. Yeah, exactly. Um, so tell us a little bit more about um, like where your business is now. Like what kinds of changes, especially regarding freedom again, because that's I'm so interested in this concept of freedom, emotional freedom, financial freedom, like social freedom. How does your business look differently now than it did, um, you know, a year ago or two years ago or when whatever you started it, that sort of thing? What, what differences do you notice? I would say the first, you know, primary difference is is confidence. The the confidence that I have in myself and in my ability to offer something unique to the world. I think that um, a lot of times in the beginning, I was getting really caught up in comparing my business to other people who had businesses that were similar or other people in my industry. And I think that from that place of comparison, I was also slowing down my own growth. And being able to really step back and and have like the freedom to feel confident in myself and the freedom to act from a place of authenticity and not so much from a place of comparison or need, it allowed me to really step into um, kind of the woman that I want to be as a as as a leader and also as a service provider. And I think probably the biggest shift um, that I would say that happened in my business is this idea of having clients versus serving clients. And that kind of idea of service was something that, that you helped me to discover. And when I shifted from I need to have clients to I would like to put myself at the service of others, every conversation with every potential client changed because I was in a different place. I was in a place of, hey, let me listen and understand what your needs are as a brand and, and what your needs are as a, a fashion brand that's looking to grow and to compete in this oversaturated, you know, consumer world that we have. And from that place of listening and from that place of service, I was able to create authentic connection. And that gave me the freedom to work with people who I first that I could identify what their values were and if they were really in, in line with my values. And that gave me the freedom of choice. And from that freedom of choice, it took away kind of all that noise around I have to have a certain number of clients. I have to have a certain number of income. I have to attend the clients in a certain way, or I have to let the clients treat me a certain way. You know, it became mm. the, the shift just, it really took like a, a 360 into a place of, of freedom of choice, freedom of authenticity, freedom of connection. And then from that place of freedom, everything just flowed. And, and really today, I, I, my business has grown more than 10x since last year, just last year. I mean, in, in 12 months, what I've been able to accomplish through this this kind of work is, is astounding. And, and one of the things that I love that you've always, always said to me is, you're just giving me the tools, you know, but I'm the one who's building building the structure and building the business. So I think it's really empowering also that from that place of freedom to be able to know that it's always been inside of me. I just didn't have the right tools yet to be able to pull it together and, and to, to make it look like what it does today. I love that. And I just, to circle back to something you were saying where we're talking about this like service thing. I remember, um, because I think listeners will have this, this experience for sure, which is like, there was like this resistance to sales, right? The, like yes. to this being salesy 
thing. He's also a little <laughs> the bit slimy more, businessman. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember this being like a really, a really important thing, like a really impactful thing, yeah. where you're, you're like, oh, I don't want to be salesy. I don't want to be, you know, like that slimy businessman. I don't want to, be, you know, the. I, I think there's this image of the, like the used car salesman. Yeah, like, totally. No offense <laughs> to any used car salesman listening to this. And there's a, it's a valuable service in the world, but there's like a certain reputation and a certain like way that we look at that. And I think that this part of what that shift of like moving from like client acquisition or getting clients to serving clients really makes a big difference around the, the, the whole model of like a sleazy sales. There's no sleaze if you're literally just listening and, and wondering if there's a way, an opportunity to help and then being of service to people in that way. Totally. I I actually remember, um, just a little while ago, I think it was about four months ago, um, I had this fantastic discovery call with it with a potential client and I called you after and I said, Oh my God, it went so well. I was a little hesitant to even take the call because in the email prior that the client had said, before you try to sell us on anything, we just want to get to know you. And I remember thinking, great. I also (laughs) just want to get to know you too. Like I'm actually not trying to sell you on anything yet. So I think it's, it's so special when, when as a service provider in this world, you can really take a step back and say, there is something to be discovered first before there is any sort of conversation around sales. And and in that discovery, there's values. And in that discovery, there's brand alignment. And in that discovery, there's genuine, authentic human connection. And I think that a lot of times in the past, I kind of blew past that because I was operating from this place of scarcity, like I need another client, right? Mm -hmm. And so I didn't even give myself permission to check to see if that client was even going to be a good client for me. And so I think that that was one of the biggest shifts that being able to see things from that place of service and authentic connection just really changed the the approach for my business. Yeah, that's that's awesome. On that note, because I'm remembering kind of that that era of your business, and I uh, I want to d- double click on um, this idea of kind of investing in your business and and mm-hmm. making making investments. I remember there was a there was an event that you were gonna go to, and you, there was like there was like a whole a whole yeah. experience about it. You want to share <laughs> some of that, or would you be willing yeah. to? Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I, I know that there's like this like old cowboy expression of like you just got to get back on the horse, you know. And I, I think that that's kind of where I was at in that moment. I was, I I had spent, you know, two years basically operating from my apartment, um, kind of even, even a little bit scared to go out and be around people again after, after so much isolation during, during COVID. And on top of that being like, oh my God, this event is so important in my community. Um, you know, for those who aren't familiar with, with my business, I operate my business in Mexico and and try to focus heavily on the Latin American uh, community. And, um, this this event was geared 100% towards Latin American fashion business. So I was just like, oh man, you know, and, and this imposter syndrome kind of came up too because I was like, all right, I haven't been around people in a while. I'm excited about this event, but I'm terrified to go and talk about my business and really like put myself out there again. And I'm also, even though I've lived in Mexico for almost 10 years and been fluent in the language, I'm not a Latina. What will they think of me? So this whole story started building up like this storm inside my head. And I remember you being like, what's the worst that can happen? And and I was like, well, I'll just, you know, go to Miami for a few days. And that's the worst that could happen, really. Um, but yeah, the, the storytelling, I think that's something that that happens to so many of us. We just, you know, we 
we grasp onto this idea or this story that we have in our head and we just run with it because it either makes us feel comfortable that we have control over, or what we think we have control over some sort of outcome. But in reality, there's a million stories I could have told myself and, and you really helped me get through that story that was not resourceful and turn it into a story that was resourceful and, and be able to show up in an amazing way. And of course, that event, as as you know, was the catalyst in, in really changing my, my business for the better. Um, so yeah, thank you for yeah. that, by the way. Of course. I love like, yeah. I love that because you know, that, that took some, it, it took a courageous action for that to happen. And I just like, I want to point out that because, you know, a lot of times I think people, we see other people doing business in the world and it's like, oh, well, it looks so easy for them or, you know, like, oh yeah, but they don't have what's going on inside me. You know, we don't often see the internal kind of struggles that are happening inside of other people. Yeah. And so to know that someone like, cause it's really cool that a, your business is successful and B like to hear that you also are like, you're, you're having all of these like, but I'm, but what if I, and I don't, you know, and all these, all these <laughs> stories. And then you're like, you know, you know, gird thy loins, so to speak, and get, get, <laughs> get yourself like ready to go. And then you go to this event and not only do you go to the event and you had a really great time at the event, yeah. but then it, it actually also wound up being a really great business builder for you and connection builder for you and community. Cause you had a, like a lot of really cool conversations that came out of the, yeah. the connections that you made at that place. And so I just love like pointing that out, noticing like it's okay to have all that turbulence that happens inside and, and to feel the fear and do it anyway, like get back on the horse or whatever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I think you get to a point where the story that you've told yourself over and over and over again, that, you know, you're not capable or that, you know, everybody else is doing something that you're not doing and that you should be doing that kind of should have, would have, could have kind of language it gets to a point where it's just too heavy to, to, to keep carrying, you know? And I think that I got to that point where I was like, you know, fuck it. Like, I have nothing to lose and I have way more to lose if I don't go. And so I went and, and you know, I went alone. And I think that that's something that also um, I would highly encourage any other entrepreneur to do. If I had gone with friends or if I had convinced somebody to come with me because I was, you know, scared to do it alone, I wouldn't have had the same experience because I wouldn't have been in, in, a, in a position where I had to not had to, but I wanted yeah. to talk to the people around me, you know, because I was there alone. So like every time I sat down, I was like, hey, neighbor, what's going on? And some people were like, eh, hi, and turned their backs. And other people were like, hey, I'm also here alone. What's going on? What are you up to in the world? And I thought that that was really special because, you know, for every no I got or for every kind of shoulder that got turned, there were 10 more people who were willing to open the conversation. And, and so it was it was a very special experience for yeah. sure. I also loved about that, that you, you came back all fired up with new ideas for your business as well. Not just like with new connections and new prospects, but also like you were like, oh, there were these topics that they were talking about. And then like people were like asking all these questions and I know that topic really well. I'm really excited (laughs) about it. Right. So that's, I I think that's really cool. I love to see that. Um, I'd love to, I'd love to uh, kind of zoom out for a little bit. So, um, people listening to this, they might, might not have had a coach or had that opportunity. They might be like on this journey or really wanting this journey of freedom for themselves and mm-hmm. personal development, that sort of thing. Um, but I'd love to hear kind of, what are your thoughts on how, how does, if somebody's thinking about a coach in the world, um, how does coaching help? How, how can they think about what, what it does? Like what does coaching do for you from your experience? Totally. 
So one of, one of my favorite kind of analogies that I always tell people when I talk about you and, and talk about what I do with your coach is that when we're kids, we have so much support around us, right? We Most people have parents and teachers and school counselors and sports coaches and mentors and you know we're, we're surrounded by a support system constantly and then it's like we turn 18 and then it's like good luck and then they just throw us into the world right yeah. and and so I feel like as a business owner you know you are the one who is oftentimes being the mentor and and being the leader and being the teacher and it's really hard to be in that position and not have somebody who's also your mentor and also your teacher and also your coach and I think that a lot of times, you know, I've heard the expression a million times, it's, it's lonely at the top, right? When you're at the top part of your, you know, structurally of your business, where it's basically you and everybody else reports to you or somebody that's in your team, it's hard to be up there alone. And I think one of the things that's been amazing about working with you is that I do, and I love your slogan, I'm in your corner, because that's what it feels like. It feels like I'm a boxer and in my corner is my coach and, you know, you're revving me up to, to make resourceful decisions about my business and give me tools that really empower me to make decisions that help me grow. And I, and I, I love that it's not really about, it's not that you give me, this is the right decision or this is the wrong decision, or this is the path to take, or this isn't the path. You really helped guide me to make that decision for myself, whether it was the right or wrong decision, it was the best or most resourceful decision in that moment. And I think that coaches serve as such an amazing role just in character development as well as leadership development and business development. So really, like for anybody who's in a position right now that, that has a business and who feels that, you know, the decision making process it just weighs on you because it does. It, it feels like there's there's this enormous weight all the time as business owner. Mm -hmm. Having a coach is like that soundboard and that person in your corner who can really step in for you and support you and, and provide that, that guidance. And it, it feels good. It feels really, really good to have somebody who has your best interest in mind, who's there to support you. And it's always felt that way. It always felt like kind of like a, the, the very enlightened friend that you have that you can always count on and, and call or, or send a WhatsApp to. Yeah. I love that. And then, and then the other thing I want to kind of double click on here is uh, for people who are either thinking about the journey with a coach or they're just like trying to rev up their own freedom journey, what, what would you say it, it uh, takes f on your side of things to like really get the most out of coaching? Like how do you really maximize the experience or get the most out of that uh, development journey? Totally. Uh, so I would say it's basically the equivalent of going on Amazon and buying the tools and then never taking them out of the toolbox if you don't take advantage and step into the responsibility that it is to have a coach. So I am very clear on, I accredit a lot of my support and, and the tools that I have to you, but I also know that if I didn't take action on those tools, then they would have just stayed in the box and I wouldn't be where I am today. So I definitely would encourage anybody who's considering taking on, on a coach to Check in with yourself and see where you're at in your journey. If, if you're willing to step into the calls to action that will come out of the coaching, um, because really you're only going to get as far as you're willing to take yourself. Um, because a lot of this at the end of the day is how do I then take that learning from my weekly session and apply it to my business and apply it to my mindset. And there's, there's homework and I won't, I won't call it really homework because at the end of the day, you don't have to do anything. Right. Um, but there, there were things that were hard for me at first, you know, like doing all of the, the, um, 
identifying the values and repeating my kind of like mantra, you know, for, for what it is that I wanted to shift in my mindset. And so it, it takes work. It takes an investment on, on the individual's part. But I honestly, it's, it's the most rewarding thing I think I've ever done in my adult life. So I would highly recommend for anybody considering this to really be willing to step into action um, if you're going to take on a coach and, and watch your world transform. Yeah, I really love that you're highlighting like just the willingness to to show up because, you know, it's, it can be a messy journey and it's okay for it to be a messy journey, you know, and it can yeah. be uncomfortable because like I, I think so much of our our lives, it, it, there's so much resistance to feeling uncomfortable in some some way that we then like we, we spend a lot of our lives avoiding discomfort. Totally. And it's, it's so funny because the the idea of how uncomfortable something is going to be winds up being so much worse than the actual experience of whatever the discomfort is it's like once you get yourself to do it it's like that like that um you know that event thing that we were talking about it's like yeah the all of the stories about it and it's like you know not only did it not go poorly it went really well but also like the nervousness like it's just it's just a story it's just like the you know the voice in your head shouting shit and it doesn't really matter yeah exactly (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. And I would never have stepped into that event if I didn't have the the resources that you gave me in, in empowering myself and my mindset and being able to identify even that that nervousness was a story and that there were millions of stories for me to choose from. So I definitely recognize that a lot of a lot of the growth has come from really having the tools in my hands to be able to do it that yeah, you gave I me. Know. Yeah. Love that. So, um, so anything else, by the way, to add on this that we didn't cover that you think we would have been useful for us to talk about? Or, I mean, I could talk for hours about this work with you, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> I'm your biggest advocate, but um, I think um, I would say, can I just like bullet point like three yeah. of the key takeaways from totally this journey? Love it. Um, I think the biggest thing that I learned from working with you and working just in general on, on like business coaching is the importance of values. Um, one, having your values clear and two, through that clarity of your values, being able to identify how to hire, how to work with and acquire new clients um, and just how to move through the world. Like I think we all think we have our values clear until they're put into question and so being able to go through that exercise at the very beginning and have clear what my values are and what's really important to me in the world and, and the way that I want to show up as, as, a, as a woman, as a wife, as a, as a business owner, as, as a leader, as a boss, all of those things really helped me to narrow my focus down also and understand like what the type of clients that my business was, was willing to serve. Um, and then the second thing I would say is, um, you know, I know we talked a lot about the storytelling but just even being able to open to the awareness that stories exist and that it's not the radical truth, what's going on in your brain, um, really helped for me to just change the way that I looked at everything because I tend to be a person who overthinks a lot and, and overanalyzes a lot. And so being able to step back and say, hey, that could also just be a story I'm telling myself. Why don't I give this other story a try and see how I feel with that? Just that awareness alone probably was one of the biggest things that changed my business. So values, kind of awareness around storytelling. And then I would say the last thing is is just kind of follow through. Like really in myself, I've taken on some habits that I've learned through coaching that have impressed me and my ability to really follow through and, and to show up for myself more than anything else. Like I can't show up for my business and for my clients if I don't show up for myself. So values, 
uh, awareness around storytelling and follow through and showing up for yourself. Those would be oh. my, my key takeaways from coaching. I love that. Thank you so much <laughs> for sharing those. Yeah, those are really great ones for people to think about as they're like on this yeah. journey to freedom in the world. So thank you so much for sharing that. Lindsay, where can people find you? What do you, what do you got going on? Are there any, like any things that you want to tell people about or, uh, you know, share with anybody who might be listening that would be, it would, it would be in values alignment with your business? Yeah, for sure. For sure. So on, on social media, Lindsay Rosalt is my personal and then the business is Alt Creative Agency on all platforms and then altcreativeagency.com. Um, and I love, love to meet new people and new brands. Um, we definitely have a free 30 minute uh, analysis uh, meeting where if you wanted to talk to us about your business, if you're a Latin American fashion brand, I'd love to meet you. I'd love to hear what you have going on in the world and, and just chat and connect. Love to connect with my, my Latin American brands. Yeah, right on. Awesome. Well, <laughs> and I can say you are a badass at it. I'm so excited. Thank like, you. I love hearing your case studies, hearing what kinds of results you create for your clients. It's like, yeah, like roar worthy. You know <laughs> what I mean? So if you, if you fit into those buckets, I highly recommend that you check her out and that you get in touch because it's really awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your experience today, Lindsay. I think it's going to be really helpful for other people uh, to hear this, people who are on a similar journey, and to just like kind of be inspired by you, honestly, because what you're up to is really cool in the world. So thanks for sharing. Thank you so much, Ben. Thank you for all you've done for all of us, and thank you for having me on here. Thanks so much for listening to the Shift to Freedom podcast. If you want to get the most out of your time here, think about this. What's the one thing from this episode that resonated the most for you? Asking that simple question can help anchor in your insights and remember who you want to be. If there was even a single thought in today's episode that helps you to become even 1% more free, then we are thrilled. If so, would you do us a favor? We're on a mission to spread the message of freedom and we could use your help. See, the algorithms love it when we get reviews, shares, comments, and likes, and then that helps other people like you to find the podcast and just maybe change their lives. So if you like what we're doing and you want to generate some positive karma for the day, please write us a review wherever you get your podcast love. See you next week. And in the meantime, live your freedom and love your life. <laughs>